What would Aunt P say? We're about Woo-hoo! to find out. We're about to find out. <laughs> You're gonna find out just like us. <laughs> All right, great. So this is our first episode. We are um, taping in Nashville at yes, Ampy's house. Yes, we are. We're at we're at my house. It's so the Ampy at her house, and I have two friends here with me. My best friends Ashley and Barker in the house. They're in our they're our live studio audience. Our live studio audience. Thank you for being here, team. So good to have you. Ashley's worried that she'll be able to be heard. And here comes the dog and Ruby. Ruby the dog. She's here too. Perfect. All right, so today we are going to talk about divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, Aunt Paige has been divorced for how many years? 17 years. 17 Almost years. Almost 18. So this is um, kind of an about her and her story, and then a little bit on divorce and her thoughts and what yeah. she wants to share with people to maybe help them moving forward and yeah. their own decisions and trials and divorce things. So Yeah, there's so much to say about divorce, and it's not a very what we'd call an uplifting first topic for our podcast, but I think it's a, it's a hugely needed uh, topic because so many people are struggling with um, either going through a divorce or someone's left them and they're having to divorce or they're a child of divorce or, uh, you know, all kinds of, of ways that divorce affects people's lives. And so, yeah, I was divorced um, almost 18 years ago in January of 2004 and I was married about 12 and a half years and don't have any children from my marriage. Um, I did have dogs in the marriage and they were great. Cats. And cat. we had lots of cats. We had four cats. We actually showed cats, which is one of my two truths and a lie is that, that we showed cats, which was a bright spot in our marriage. We enjoyed doing that. And so, but in uh, from about 2002 to 2004, you know, early 2004, I really struggled. I was separated about a year and a half trying to decide what to do um, and then ultimately did uh, divorce my ex-husband in January of 2004 and a couple of years later moved to Nashville and here I am. But um, but a few years ago, I worked for an organization called Lifeway, a large Christian publisher and uh, event producer, and uh, I've done that for so many years, been so blessed to do that. And about four years ago, I think they asked me to write a, or actually the Lord gave me this real um, uh, just message about my divorce, and I had been processing just a ton of uh, feelings and just regret and grief and things about my divorce and uh, i wrote this really long uh, post uh, for lifeway women our blog and uh, it was one of the most popular blog entries ever because in the title was i regret my divorce and so i think people just don't say that and so i said that and and it was long and it was intense but it was good i did get my ex-husband to approve it because i didn't want him to feel like his story was being told to all the blog people without his input and he um he agreed and was okay with it. And so we did it. And it was very, hopefully helpful to people. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, if it's one of the most read articles, I think it's something a topic that people are probably scared to talk about. I mean, I obviously have not been through that experience. But to hear someone say they regret their divorce when I feel like so often people are more so just bitter about it mm-hmm. you know every situation is different but to say that instead of like i'm so thankful and yeah. you know kind of taking a different perspective on it i think seeing that title probably kind of made a lot of eyes navigate towards that and wonder what you really felt and meant by that yeah and a lot of people actually said they agreed that they were to also divorced and some remarried and happily remarried but also just 
had some mixed emotions around their divorce because I, th- I think you know one thing I've I've said and you know we're going to talk about about five different points just kind of things my takeaways from the divorce and um, one of those is that it's it feels different than you think it's going to feel you know just like and I've always said this you know and I tell um, one of our you know. Claire's cousins, one of my nieces is married. And before she got married, I said, it feels so different marriage, dating and engagement feels one way. And but the day you're married, it feels different. And divorce is the same. The day you're divorced, it feels, you don't know what it's going to feel like, because when you're in your marriage, and you're wanting to divorce, or, or feel like you need to divorce, it's once you're on the other side of it, it feels really different. So but people don't expect that people are, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, divorce is the answer. Divorce is what I need. And and sometimes it is. Sometimes people are um, in abusive situations emotionally or physically or are being cheated on like crazy and, you know, and they need to need to to pull out. And that's, you know, there's definitely those situations. Yeah, I think something that's maybe obviously people, most people my age haven't been through a divorce. Some have, but most haven't. And but I think there's also some comparison with people who are in relationships that are toxic or abusive, mm-hmm. and they stay. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's there's kind of a beating point here with people my age that are in relationships like that and don't leave. So I guess my first question for you would be, what was the point that you knew you needed to leave? And when did you actually leave? You know, oh, do that's, you- that's a great question. Um, again, also some of some details I can't go into because just again, still still after all these years trying to not to tell the whole story because uh, again, my ex probably wouldn't love that. He's actually remarried and happily so and doing great. And also still I'm in touch with his family and I'm friends with his his family and um, and love them. You know, there's no rule book about dealing with family after divorce and how that all works. But I did. I just had a sense that. Um, we separated in, I guess, about a year and a half before I, um, before I actually filed for divorce, and there were just some things that just weren't changing that I wanted to see changed, and uh, and and I, my focus at that time was on him, on him changing. You know, <laughs> you know, I needed to change too, but I just and I also felt, in the oddest way, like um, a nudging to go and a and a urging to go, and something in my gut just go you know and so and i so i i did but but you know we went to we went to marriage counseling for a while before that there was a lot of things that happened before that time so it was about a year of just major issues and in in a tough place right around our 10th anniversary and but tried to hold it together and 9-11 happened and that kind of made us go oh gosh you know we need to try to make this work and um but then about a year i guess about middle of 2002 just really um it's really hard to explain just uh felt like i needed to go and i and just needed to separate and sometimes i think the separate is that separation is actually a healthy thing um sometimes it does lead to divorce but it can also just be a chance to get away and get some air and get some space and to think and pray and and process kind of where you are and where your heart is and heal your heart and get perspective and I really needed that I needed I needed some space <clears throat> so I moved across the county and to a little farmhouse and um was there a year and a half before I decided to divorce but it was it was hard it, I, and I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on the decision it was hard and more counseling you know it was a very difficult decision so what would you say to people that know right now in their current relationship 
I don't need to be here, but I just, I can't leave. And, and, you know, I think it's different for every situation because it's so easy for somebody to say, well, just if he's mean to you, if he does this and just leave him, it's, it's so simple when it's not. I think there's a fear. I'm glad you asked that question because whether you're married or, or not in a relationship that's really dysfunctional or toxic, I think, I think as far as young women and maybe young men, but I, I, talk so much more to young women that there's a fear that I'm not going to find somebody else if I let this person go and they're going to, and I, that, that no one else may choose me. And I'm afraid to not, if I need somebody, even if it's this person's the only one that chooses me or there may be insecurity that maybe no one else will ever choose me. And this person is choosing me at least in this way, but, and they're sort of in a way settling on that fear of never meeting someone else. And I will just say this, and this is something I really want to get across in this to young women um, is that, it is so much better to be single than to be in a marriage that to someone that is not good for you or healthy for you, or you don't do not love with all your heart. And some people you love with all your heart don't treat you well. So, (laughs) but I, but I, I cannot explain what it feels like to be married and not want to be. Um, It's, it's rather rather miserable like like you know i don't again i don't want to speak badly of my ex but we were not <laughs> i think we were not well suited um we kind of rushed into marriage um and i i'm i believe i married just uh, i was 25 i felt like it was the right thing to do you know we've been dating a while you know my siblings were married it just felt like the right time and i really didn't know who i was um I think, you know, you girls here in the room are much sharper at 23 than I was at 23 and 24 and 25 and just didn't have my, my stuff together. And so I, um, I got married and in hindsight, I I think I should have waited. I should have, I should have waited till I I knew more who I was and what I wanted in life and what I wanted in in a husband and, and, um, I had been in love before. And I think, I don't know. I had lost someone that I loved very much. And I think maybe I was rebounding a little bit. I don't know. But I, but in that, once I was married and things got hard, I realized, oh gosh, I wish I hadn't done this. You know, I wish I had waited for someone, even even to be alone. And, um, and now on the far side of that being divorced so long, I've been single a while. I've wanted to remarry, but have not, um, yet just still waiting god's hopefully going to bring me someone someday and if they don't i'll be okay but it it is easier um and and i've thrived so much in being single than being in a very very difficult marriage it's it's painful it's it's lonely and it's you feel trapped and um it's hard it's hard and i would want women to i would encourage women to wait to just you know just wait wait for someone who just is so amazing to you and treats you um, like you should be treated and cherishes you and loves you. And, and again, no one's perfect. No guy's going to be like Prince Charming necessarily, but there are guys who are great guys who are kind and loving and um, treat you well. And, you know, um, that's what you should wait for or, or don't get married. Yeah. I mean, I think something that's talked about a lot today amongst people my age is that waiting game mm-hmm. and feeling like you were talking about, obligated or you just want it so badly that you're willing to settle Mm -hmm. or convince yourself that this person is the person maybe deep down you know it's not and i think a lot of people our age struggle with that waiting game yeah and um but i think it is so important to wait 
It is. It is. And I, I kind of feel like I got on a train and, you know, and I did love, I loved my, my ex-husband. I, I don't want anybody to think I, I just got married because I didn't love him. But I did, but I don't know that again, that in, in him for me, like I'm, he loved me, but I'm not sure I was the best choice for him as a wife, you know? And so um, I, I didn't wait and I kind of got on that train You've, and I think you can get on a train where you feel like I have no way off this train. I've got to get married. Money's being spent or things are happening or, or he's asked me to marry him and I won't let him down. And, and man, it doesn't matter. You know, none of that pain is is worth the pain of of going through and then and then being in a covenant relationship before God with someone. Um, and it's so I would believe it's so much easier to stop that train before it goes. You know, lands in the station, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. If you if you get married, but um, but I do think uh, you know I know a couple of young women who are in that kind of situation where they're just they just want to be married and they just they're just waiting for the guy to ask and and you know. And then I know, but I personally might know that that guy's maybe not the best guy f- for them. And and wedding days are great. I mean, it's fun to have the dress and the huge dealio and the bridesmaids and the bachelorette parties and all the wonderful things that go around a wedding. But then it's just then it's over. <laughs> you are there. You are. And one thing I told Meredith, my, my niece, who's married, and she married a wonderful young man. And um, but I said to her, I said to her, I said, when you get married, it's like you have someone. It's like you have a backpack on your back the rest of your life. Like, and she, his name is Blake, so she called him her Blake Pack, which was kind of fun. But, but it is, you, you, you wake up and you look over and you're like, oh gosh, I, I'm attached to you for the rest of my life. Everywhere I go, everything I do, I've got, you've got to know about it. Our bank accounts, you have to know what I'm spending. Like, it's just like, oh, we are attached. Um, and, and so, so it's like a backpack that you can't take off. So imagine carry this heavy backpack around. And again, it's not, marriages can be great. I've got friends with amazing marriages, but there's still issues. There's still, you know, communication and, you know, we're all, we all walk around really kind of selfish and thinking about ourselves, like, it's just kind of how we roll. And so when you become one flesh with someone else, and that's what the Bible says, that we become one flesh with someone that you marry. No one, my flesh don't want to be one with somebody else's flesh. My flesh wants to like be fed and do its thing and go where I want to go. I want to go shop right now. I want to go to the movies and I don't, you know, no, I don't want to go do this thing with you or be, or do whatever. Or I don't want to go with your, to your family Thanksgiving. I want to be with my family. <laughs> you know, those kind of things are hard to navigate. So, so, you know, it's a, it's an opportunity to, you know, kind of your, your fleshy, your selfishness rubs up against someone else's and it can be really, really hard. And, and I, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast too on divorce is because I think people hit that phase of it's this is hard and uh I don't I'm not I did not sign up for this right here like this is this is hard and I think people hit that they hit that and go oh yeah I'm not doing this and after a couple of years three years five years they just kind of go you know I don't want to be married anymore and they divorce and that's who when I wrote that blog post it wasn't because some people are divorced that don't want to be or just had really hard circumstances and had to be and but for the person who just kind of throws in the towel um and going, this is just kind of hard. So I just don't really want to do this anymore. That's this. That's who I wrote that article for, and would hope this kind of this podcast episode is for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we obviously started this one just because you and I have great conversations yeah. together and talk about a lot of deep personal things or things I'm going through, things you're going through, or things my friends are going through, and confide in you about things. And so, obviously, with this episode. Um, as we've been mentioning, everybody that is listening has probably not gone through a divorce, but mm-hmm. there are moments and pieces in here that can help anyone at any at any stage. And that's our hope for this. So yeah. um, I think 
kind of going back because we talked a lot about your story and Mm -hmm. how that feels to be in that and you know things that we want to help others either avoid or help go through so i think kind of going back if you could talk to yourself yeah before you got married and let's say you don't marry him let's say you decide this is not right right now you're back in that waiting game what are some steps you would take to wait to stop yourself to wait and say i'm going to do these things like for me Mm -hmm. i would say i'm going to figure out exactly what i want in a partner and i'm not just going to find the first guy you know so or if you're going to talk to somebody right now, if you were to talk to one of the three of us, yeah. what would you say or practical steps that you would give in the waiting game? Because yeah. I think that is something that's super hard right now. It is so hard right now because it, it does feel like there's like 40 women to one man you know, that are single and ready. It isn't my age category. I'm in my 50s. So it's like, okay, there's one guy and he's free and, and there's 40 women lined up to meet him. You know, right, right. But um, again, God is anything is impo- is possible anything is possible with god and so i do not give up hope about meeting someone but I, you know back then i would say to, i would if, if i were speaking to my younger self you know on that train and trying to stop it i would say just stop tell someone and I, i've told um a couple of you know, people in our family this if anybody had said boo to me like you don't have to do this or you know it's i would have been like okay great thanks you know but um i, I just felt Trap stuff, you know, go to someone and say, do I need to do this? Do I have to do this? Or, you know, just kind of go, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't do this. Again, uh, you know, people that are non-conference, people that are non-confrontational or people that are peacemakers or don't want to rock the boat will have a hard time rocking that boat, but rock it. You'll be better for it. And and sometimes there's a lot of peace on the other side of a really hard conversation to say, I, I'm so sorry, but I actually don't want to marry you. Here's your ring back. Here's, here's this. Uh, and then really pull back for some introspection, not dating. I think that's, I think people that go that hop out of that situation into another dating situation is unwise because our hearts are not, our hearts are like any other uh, muscle. Let's say you ran a marathon and you're exhausted and you're like, ugh, you don't get up and run another marathon the next day. You, you recover, you know, uh, your muscles and, and the heart's a lot like that. I feel like if it's limping along, uh, you don't need to make it run again or try to run again and because it, it'll just keep limping and, and you're not ready. So I think pulling back after a relationship, you may break off uh, to not to not marry. I would say really pull back, um, get some counseling. Counseling so healthy just to get to write lists of priorities, what you want, not only what you want in a mate, but what do you want in you? Like you, sometimes in those kinds of relationships, you lose yourself. Like, who am I? What are my dreams? What do I want to do with my life? What Who? What kind of person am I? What are some of my my traits? You know, some people don't know who they are and what they want. And there's a fun journal, um, and I have some of my counseling clients do, and I'm a, I'm a therapist, and I have, it's called a burn it journal. And it's just this fun little $9 journal that on Amazon that you just ask these goofy questions of yourself and where would you go on a trip and list all these places. You know, it's just really fun. And then you're supposed to burn it at the end. I don't care if anybody burns it or not because it's about the self-discovery. And I think just getting to know who you are um, and what you want, because the best way to go into a marriage is wholehearted. Um, And really what I would call with your bucket full and not having to have another person fill your bucket, you know, that you don't, you're, you're self-sufficient in and of yourself and who you are and you love yourself and you love others and you're able to love out of that fullness and not out of an empty place where you're trying to get someone else to fill what I call your bucket. Like I, I, 
and for a visual, like if you're carrying this bucket around in front of you and you walk up to people and go, hey, fill my bucket. Hey, you, my bucket's empty. Would you would you put some attention in my bucket? And, and a lot of uh, people do that in relationships. Like, I need to be with this person to fill my bucket constantly. And so I would want to go into a relationship whole wholehearted with my bucket full. So I'm not asking anybody to fill it. I'm just, we're there to do life together. And and again, relationship is a, there is a, you know, um, a transference of, of kind of, things we need in relationship, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you can never have someone to put something in your bucket, but, but not to be so needy. Um, and so I, I would say, and then to in the waiting, you know, I, I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian uh, person of faith and, and God and I have been really tight, especially since the divorce. And he has, <laughs> he just, he showed me how much, very much in the midst of all that, because divorce, uh, can be hard sometimes in the Christian community. Most people now are pretty um, have grace, but there's some that just don't understand and don't and might judge. And I was I was um, thankful to be in a workplace and in a, a church that were very um, supportive of me and helped me. And um, but it can be it can be a lonely uh, a lonely thing. It's hard. So yeah, speaking to my faith. So part of what helps me wait well is fa- is my faith. Like I cannot. Um, I get I get in despair and oh I'm never going to get married and oh some I have my moments but I really trust that God I do the what I call the God math where I'm like okay so God is for me yes and He is for my good all the time like cannot not be for my good and so if I'm in a single uh, phase right now um, uh, it's for my good as much as I've tried like I've sometimes I've, I've joked that I feel like I'm behind a, a a cake underneath a cake glass like with my little hands at the at the glass going, hello, let me out, let me out. Because I feel like God has protected me f- f- for, for so long or kept men from me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know that he has. Uh, but it feels that way. I'm like, hello? Because I haven't really dated much. I dated a little bit, but not much, you know. Um, and that's not for lack of trying because I've, I've, I've done the apps and I've been on the Facebook looking for people from high school and I've done all the things you do, you know, you're trying to find a mate, you know, and none of that has produced a husband. So I have to go and I've prayed and prayed and prayed. I've prayed different ways. I've asked people to pray. I got people praying, you know, and it's just not happening. And so I have to go. That's God. God's math is, is page is good equals not having a husband right now. I mean, because if it was for my good to have one, I would have one. If God was wanting me to have one and it was his timing, I, I'd be sitting right here with a husband because it's just, I, I heard a quote not long ago and I can't remember what it said, but it was something like, if it's not happening right now, it's not necessary in God's economy. Like it's just not necessary. And that's, I want it but I don't need it. I think something with that though, that you said that like for your good right now is to not have a husband. Yeah. But I think when you say that, my next thought is, but how hard is it to accept that? Because for me, like dealing with any problem in my life, if it's for my good, how can I accept that? You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, it takes tr- it takes just huge trust in God. Like, like you have to go because it it hurt. doesn't mean it's not going to hurt. Like, I don't mean I don't go. Yay, God, thanks, thanks for this great time of that we're having these seventeen years, me and you. You know, and I do thank Him, and He's been He provides for me beautifully. Like, it's amazing. But I don't have to be like doing jumping jacks and excited and skipping down the lane that I'm single because it's His good for me. I, but I do trust Him, and I trust that His that this is the good. I have to keep telling myself that like when I get sad and, and wonder or lonely or yet another holiday rolls around and yay, it's Valentine's day again. And you know, it's like, Oh gosh. But 
you know, I have to go, well, he's, and he's, and that, that, that line that, that verse that his grace is sufficient is the truth. Like it just, like I'll hit my hard times and I'll cry and I'll be sad and I'll whine. <laughs> and then I get right back up and keep going because if I'm going to be whining and sad for 17 years, that's no fun. You know, that's not a fun life. That's no. not a fun life. That's not a productive, joyful life because I've never been promised a second husband. Um, right. which does make me go back and go, and this is something I've had counseling for to go, oh gosh, I blew my one chance. Like I blew it like, uh, you know, and, and that's not, but that's not how I believe God operates, you know, but that's, but my belief system will go, oh, that was it, you know, which is another reason to like really pick well, because sometimes, you know, I wasn't promised a second husband and I wasn't promised a first husband, you know, but I, I, I picked one, you know, and I, I just wish I had, Waited and knew myself a little bit better before I picked. Thank you for joining us for this episode of What Would Aunt P Say? Uh, Gosh, there's so much to say on marriage and divorce. We started out just having a divorce episode, but you have to talk about marriage and singleness. Yeah, on all that. So uh, thanks for joining us on this one. It's a great conversation. We have more to say. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for tuning in for part one. We'll have part two up in in a few weeks. We'll let you know that Mm -hmm. day when we have it. And uh, we're excited to continue the conversation. Um, As always, you can find us on any social at What Would Aunt P Say. And with that, our DMs are open for questions and comments. Always open. um, Always open. We want to get to know (laughs) you. We want to continue the conversation. So um, yeah, please do that. And if you liked this episode, please leave us a rating and a comment and we'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. Thanks so much.